Circle and Port Elizabeth. The roadworks on both sides of the N2 these days. That long-term upgrade around the Cotswolds area. So eastbound to Stanford Road is heavy and westbound coming through from Utenag Road down effectively towards Cape Road uh, just as heavy. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Well, it's been that sort of week in South Africa. So much to talk about. So we've decided this morning that we are going to open the lines, give you an opportunity to tell us what your take is on the developments this week. And, of course, uh, there was the midterm budget uh, by Minister Nene seemingly overshadowed by the student protest uh, where students are demanding a 0% fee hike in tuition fees for next year. So there is that march to the union buildings today and many of you sending, uh, you know, your views uh, on the various platforms and I want to read some of those messages uh, whilst you guys call in. The to- the number is 891 You can SMS us on 34701, Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SMS. AFM. Let me read some of these messages that have come through. Lesiba Rampisa in Khobukwane says the university students should know uh, that it's the same government that's already paying for free health, social grants, housing and many more and uh, they are still there are still many social ills that need to be attended to such as unemployment, water and electricity and some of these students come from countries where they can't even demand free health services but they demand everything free from South African government. Here in Khobokwane, people still attend class under trees and government should hear us without protest. That's from Lesiba Rampisa in Khobokwane. And then another one here from Mahlati says, there's only one solution, um, Sakina, replace this corrupt government together with all its unqualified cadres. Uh, Ganda Ganda says over 500 bursaries could have been paid uh, by Nkandla, um, Jacob Zuma's private residence. We already have two offic- uh, official uh, presidential residences. Why do we need more? And then a few others as well. Um, this one from San in East London says uh, the moment students start to loot and vandalize, I lose all sympathy for them. And another one says, how can you kill eight people at the same time? South Africans are sick people for sure. Please bring back the death sentence. This is, of course, that story in uh, the KwaZulu-Natal south coast of that family uh, that was killed. So the lines are open. Whatever it is that you would like to raise this morning, many of you talking about the Bladen Zimande clip, about that joke that he made, and very interesting views on that one. Uh, people overwhelmingly saying that, um, you know, Blade must fall for that particular action, amongst others. And uh, Cape Town refugee Adam Koo says, uh, but the context of Blade's joke is the protest of the students. Had he said it at the recent NGC, then it would be a joke. At King Damane says, uh, then Blade said students must fall and laughed. The so-called leaders are making fun of the people's struggle. Is that your take on it? Joke? In poor taste, perhaps. But let me let, let me ask this. So everybody else is allowed to make a joke except Blade and Zimande. Poor taste, perhaps. But context. Everybody is saying, hashtag everything must fall. 
the sort of things that we are saying. Yesterday, someone was saying blade is a, is a blunt blade. We need a sharp blade in higher education. Everybody's saying all sorts of things. I get the, 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 the notion that this is leadership and therefore you need to see something different from them because they are in a position of authority. However, the context of that, I mean, he was just cracking a joke on the sidelines. But I get when people say that it was in poor taste. It was poor form given the very emotive situation that we are currently seeing. So let's talk about all of these things. 0891-104-208. Mbongeni in Bloemfontein, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, and you? Um, quite frustrated, to be honest. You see, with, with uh, Honorable Minister Blayden Zimande, all due respect given to him, you can't, as a leader, mock the struggles of students. You can't come out and say this is not a, a crisis and then later on say it's the students trying to accept this, uh, the students must fall. We are the ones that are going through the tough times. We are the ones that are experiencing this stuff. We are the people on the ground to be specific. If, if he thinks it's nice to make a joke about it and say uh, the students must fall, then I don't think he's taking us seriously. Mm. Uh, is he not allowed to blow off a little bit of steam here and there? I mean, it's a it's a crisis situation. It's a hectic situation. It is, but you don't blow off steam on national television. You don't blow off steam on an interview where the entire country is watching you and we're waiting to hear something progressive from you. And you decide, nah, look, I'll just blow off some steam and say uh, the students must fall. It, it really doesn't work like that. And considering that the police are actually using police brutality on the students, when he says students must fall, we take it as, oh, okay, so he's going to do what uh, allegedly Ciro Ramaphosa did in Marikana. Mm, okay. I see where you're going with that. Thanks, Mbongeni in Bloemfontein. Um, yeah, so uh, it could have been interpreted in that way too. Martha D in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Thanks for taking my call. I hope we are repercussing well after the inhalation of that smoke from the Stankred. Are you? That thing actually really threw me, um, Martha, because I, I really didn't feel well. And even last night, I wasn't feeling too great. Uh, so, oh, yeah, really? it was one of those things. It, it, it took me by surprise, too. Oh, really? I'm so sorry, but I hope you get well very soon. Now, Sakina, let me get to it. I requested a ticket to sit in the gallery specifically for Minister Nene's mini budget speech, right? Mm-hmm. And then as I sit in there, the uh, uh, speaker, Madam Gidiza, started with the agenda of the day, and then the issue was up on their feet. And then with my li- limited knowledge of psychology, I thought maybe Mom Choko should know that she's is going to repeat itself here. How? Oh, what happened there, Martha D in Cape Town? Okay, let's try and get her back because I'm I'm quite interested to hear what exactly happened there. So we'll see if we can find her. But in the meantime, let's go to Queenstown. Lonwabo, good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, uh, Sagina. Uh, I'm worried about uh, the statement recently or the call uh, by the Secretary General of the ANC, where uh, that uh, the ANC members should uh, join uh, the student march uh, to the uh, to the union building. I think I wish that the students should not allow that. If the ANC 
wants to march in support of the cause, they should organize their own march outside this one, including if the parents want to want to 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 support the student. The parents should organize their own march mm. outside because what is going to happen now? I think what the ANC and Quete are trying to do is to dilute this whole thing and now divert. Quite honestly, it is pointing at them. They have always been claiming that they are the ruling party. Yes, indeed, they are. So they must answer. Now, he wants to dilute this thing. I so wish the students should uh, reject this, that if the ANC wants to march, they must organize their own march. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lonoabo. It's going to be interesting to see how the students actually handle this particular uh, situation. They've been very consistent up until now. Remember when Musi Maimane went to UCT, they said to him, go. We don't want no political parties interfering here, hijacking, diluting our cause. So they they have been very resolute in that regard. It's going to be interesting to see what happens today. Mark in Durban, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Morning, Mark. Um, Look, man, I'm uh, really, really, um, it's uh, my good thing that we are having this uh, this, this debate about the fees and stuff. But um, I think I I just want people to to just take a step back and let's be objective about this. Um, I heard um, uh, the earlier um, 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 commentators now before this show was saying that you know, likening, you know, trying to uh, to make action um, uh, to compare it with the likes of Germany and all that stuff. At the moment, we are not yet in that in that state where we can compare, you know, having free potential um, education. I still have the notion where we say that you now basic education is free, thank you to the government. But when it comes to tertiary, it is a privilege, and we need to pay for it. Yes, um, um, I know. I think it would be understandable for now that um, the fees will not be will not be high. But if you listen to Mr. Price when he was speaking earlier about um, the captain situation, you know, um, uh, the event of, of captain, he really really made valid point. Like the access program which they are running there. If we are not going to raise those fees, how are those those, those kids who are um, are being identified that you know they are bright but they're not they're going to afford those fees there? How are they going to be educated? Because we need to really really look at at who can and who can't. And I'm, I'm working with, uh, with, with figures here. If you're hearing, like what um, uh, the guy from Nexus was saying the, the other day, that you get 80% of the students who are being financed by, by, by Nexus, that they're not completing their degrees. Now, if you're looking at all those things there, aren't the students really, are they really serious about studying? If they're not, let's get people who really, really are, are wanting to be an advantage, not waste time protesting, but really, really know that you no know, education is actually a privilege. When, when it comes to No, but you see, right there is where the problem lies in what you are saying, Mark. Education is not a privilege. Education is a right. No, no, no. I'm saying saying when it comes to tertiary ones, Mm. that's that's a privilege. Because you you even see in the U.S. It it, it should not be. That is the problem. It should not be a privilege. It shouldn't be. Because therefore you, you, you then continue to basically give access to the elite, to the exclusion of everybody else. I hear, I hear what you're saying, and you're quite right there. I'll change my, my view there. But comparing now with, um, with countries like they are, um, yes, that's the biggest claim in the, in the world. They don't have a free tertiary education. So I think, I think we are asking the government for too much right here. I think, yes, they might, they might not go up, but let's try and make the government afford Because already, like um, I think you read one of, of your SMSs, the, the, uh, the guy was right, as you know. The government is already paying for, for free um, um, uh, material grants, free health care. That's just too much. It is? 
Okay. Thank you so much, Mark in Durban. Let's hear what other people have to say. Mark says he agrees with Lesiba, uh, uh, who sent an SMS earlier, that government is paying for too much and uh, people are demanding too much there, here and all of this is just not affordable. Do you agree with that sentiment? Here's a tweet from Jose Khaleshiwe who says, the people who say it cannot be done should not interrupt the people who are doing it. Hashtag union building, hashtag freeze must fall. Let's go to East London. Funani, good morning. Thanks, Thanks for, for the discussion. I think it's a good one. I want to start by sending my condolences to the family that lost eight members. You know, this thing happens at a time when Amabele just came from the land where Upele was buried. Now, a month later, we hear of this. So all of us as Amabele, we are quite shattered. We are, we are very saddened by what, by, by what just happened. It's worse when we are told that whoever that did it is also a member of a family, is an extension of Amabele. It saddens us as Amabele. I'm just sending my condolences and saying all of us, we are really saddened by what happened. That's the first thing. The second thing, Sakina, you know, when you look at the student protest, you just ask yourself, what is Steve Biko thinking? What is he saying? What is Steve Biko feeling when those of, you know, the, the generations after him, how many years, 20 years, 30 years, after he passed away, raising the same concerns he raised when he was of their age, issues of education, economy, land, respect. This is quite exciting. Those of us who struggled maybe to a point of being tired or being sponsored or, you know, being thrown to the sidelines, we should be very happy. That a semblance of, re- or a semblance of revolution, whether it will deflate as, you know, as it progresses, but it's quite good. I, I am very happy. If I was in Joburg, Pretoria, around there, I would take leave and join students. But the corner before this one, the one who said students must not allow other people to be staff riders, I also agree. But there would be staff riders who support the cause without any intentions of diluting it. So those staff riders who want to support, let them be allowed, let them join. But other staff riders, like what Kwedemandasha was saying, they must be kicked away. I'm very excited, Sakina. This is a revolution. Thank you so much, Funani. And uh, just on the issue that Funani raises, they're asking, you know, what would Steve Biko say? And, and we often hear that sort of thing where people invoke uh, those who are no longer with us. And my problem with that usually is I, I believe we should leave them where they are. Unfortunately, they didn't make it here because we are not sure where and how they would have uh, uh, been and found themselves in 2015. We have leaders today who were part of that generation, who were part of the uprisings and the protests back then. And some would say we are not happy with the things that they are doing today in 2015. So we will never know. So let's just celebrate them where they are. We'll come back after this and take more of your calls. 891 SMS line 34701 at a cost of one rand. You can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. I think it is it is the most beautiful country and I think rather than all of us upping and leaving and running away, let's rather fight. Let's stay here and let's protect our country. Let's make the change that we need to make. Jess Foote became a heroine to many South Africans when following her traumatic gang rape by four men in 2008, she showed courage and selflessness by establishing the Jess Foote Foundation. Find the story of Jess and many other South African icons of tomorrow on 21 Icons, Sundays at 7.27 p.m. Find it on SABC3.
Every word in our constitution signifies a victory against inequality. Against inequality. So never underestimate the power of those words. Instead, choose to understand them. Section 11 of the Bill of Rights states that everyone has inherent dignity and the right to have their dignity respected and protected. protected. SAFM, seize your power, know your rights. This is a message from South Africa's news and information leader. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. With all the developments in the country, we've opened the lines for the forum this morning. So tell us what's on your mind. 0891-104-208. And uh, just looking at my uh, Twitter feed here, um, people on Twitter are saying, um, uh, this one from Kenneth Munkenga says, as an ANC member who made the Free State Education Resolution, I'm joining the march as a revolutionary to push for my resolution. And uh, Ramarumo Chikosi says, there's four billion and a bailout for parastatals, billions for Commonwealth Games, but none for poor students. Hashtag fees must fall. Melvin says, hashtag fees must fall. People are fed up with lies and choreographed placebo effect speeches by our leaders. And Khotso Motlabane, um, his contribution, uh, parliament chaos had to happen for government to listen. They rarely, rarely listen to peaceful requests. What are your views? Uh, Good morning. Yes, good morning, Sakina. Look, firstly, I think we must congratulate the students for largely conducting a peaceful uh, demonstration and taking a stand. But also, I was inspired uh, and excited by the by the support across the sectors of society, across race, across uh, tribes, and I think this is shows that we can if there is a common day there's a common issue that affects all of us. I mean we've seen white students, we've seen black students, we've seen Indian students. I think that 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 is very good for, for the strength of our democracy. But also I want to I want to hear some voices from students themselves uh, against what we've seen, for example, in universities like Fort Hay, where we've seen a serious destruction of property and violence, which I think if students themselves take responsibility and challenge those students who are doing such things because that will dampen and also lessen the moral support and the moral high ground the students they are, they, are, they are enjoying at this moment if they allow such acts to happen in their world. But also, I think the other issue that I need to raise, I think we need to call for responsible student leadership. For example, Sakina, there are two issues here. If you are talking for a few fees must fall completely, then you are literally calling for no fees at all. So that is that is one a, free, a call for free education. But I think in this current moment, if you think there should be no fee increase, I mean we have to be we responsible leadership to say it is at this moment. I don't think it is the student call will be achieved. I think students need to be responsible and say while we understand that we cannot achieve free education at this moment, but we are against the ten percent increase. But we can cycle for a 4% or a 5%. I think that's the only way we can resolve the issue. But to call for a complete no increase of it, I think, is going to defeat the struggle of the students. Thank you so much. Siswe. Peter Wiley in Grahamstown, good morning. Hi, Sakina. The radio highlight of the week for me was your hosting of uh, Ben Turok. It was like a brush brush of fresh air. I think he was brave. And I request to you and to the listeners to have some of his comments rebroadcast and hold the government to account on what he said and prove how powerful radio is. And uh, I think you run an excellent show, and uh, I think uh, you could actually use this show as a platform 
to rebuild this country. Uh, I've been asked to be brief. My, my comments took less than 30 seconds and they could make a bigger impact than all your other callers. Thank you, Sakina. <laughs> Thank you so much, Peter Wiley in uh, Grahamstown. And if you missed it earlier this week when uh, Ben Turok was on, what he was basically saying, um, and, and, and I'm hopelessly going to uh, summarize uh, the gist of it all, he said, if there were to be a war tomorrow, government would find the emergency funding to fund that war. So this needs to be funded. Find the money from somewhere. An emergency fund pay for this education. And, uh, of course, many of you agreed with that sentiment, as did uh, Peter Wiley in Grahamstown. Let's go to Spiwe in Soweto. Good morning, Spiwe. Hi, Sakina. Welcome. Thank you. I am very inspired by the students and what has happened uh, this week from last week, in fact. And also, I was happy yesterday that they, they went to Lutule House and that uh, OST took their, their memorandum and he came down to them. Because for one, in, in a couple of minutes, I was sort of worried that OST might not go there. So I'm happy that that happened. And I'm looking forward to good news today uh, in, at the union buildings. Mm-hmm. Well, what sort of good news? What, 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 what would constitute good news for well, you? Well, fields will definitely fall. I think there, there will be no zero increase uh, this, uh, this uh, academic year. You for, mean for there will be zero year. increase? There will be zero increase. That's what I mean next year. And that would be good. I'm just, I don't know how far they will take it, but I'm sure there will be a victory for students today and a victory for, for, for democracy. Not only that, a victory for struggle. Because you can see in the students that the struggle is in our blood. There's, there's, there's nowhere else we could go. The students went to the Tule House. I'm happy I didn't see any, any uh, policemen there. There was no intimidation because that is their home. We are children of the African National Congress, and who else will we cry to? So I'm happy that we went there, and I can see that our cries have been heard. And I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to school soon. In fact, my exams were postponed as well, uh, but that's okay. I'm in solidarity with the struggle, and I'm happy that this, uh, this has happened, and really good news is coming. And this is only the beginning. Of, uh, of of real transformation in our in in our lifetime so it's exciting good news thank you so much patrick in uh, johannesburg uh, uh, rather that was piwe in soweto patrick you are in johannesburg good morning yeah good morning Sakina. how are you doing good and you yeah yeah the uh, is uh, i think uh, it's far better for the government of ANC. Uh, to fund only students rather than giving free RTPs and uh, that kind of money. Well, at the end of the day, everything is going to be, uh, 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 and we are going to reach at the dead end. Well, that money for grant fees and that money for RTPs and for students, it is coming from the taxpayers' money. So that pocket is going to be too small again now, you see. Oh, no, but Patrick, Patrick, hold on. There are people whose entire yeah. livelihood depends on those grants. So what are you saying? Yeah. You're saying we should uh, take that away from them? Uh, it, no, you, you see, by the time that they are meant that, that is for education for free, if you look at it at the time of Mr. Mandela, there was no a lot of students which were found in the universities. There were few. Now there's a lot of people who are flowing to, the, to, 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 to higher education and like, uh, uh, universities to learn. So those people, it's not better to fund them, right? That is the, the, our, our life for tomorrow, for tomorrow, for their parents, is going to be easy. Because if there's no funds for those uh, for those uh, students, it, it, it means there's, uh, the poverty is going to end to their, their families as well.
Okay, Patrick in Joburg, thank you so much. I'd love to hear your views on that particular issue. I, for one, totally disagree with Patrick. I do not believe the two are mutually exclusive. You cannot take away people's grants. I think it's easy uh, to talk if you're not in the position where you depend on that grant for your livelihood. And also, if you don't, if you if you have a house, you know, it's easy to say we must stop building RDP houses for people. People don't have, people sleep on the streets. People have to make do with the bare minimum. I'm not sure that we should be separating these issues, whether we should forego one in order to have the other. If that's the price, then in my view, that's too high a price to pay. I don't see why all of this cannot happen. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be costly, but we need to find a way. What's your view? It's 8.30 time for the latest news headlines with Zikona Miso. In the headlines, ANC Secretary-General Gwede Mandashe has urged party members to stop political mudslinging and help find a solution to the university student protest. And looking at news-making headlines earlier this morning, students from both the Witts and Johannesburg universities are currently arriving at various points of departure where they are expected to be ferried by buses to Pretoria for the Fees Must Fall March. Meanwhile, the ANC has encouraged its members to take part in the students' Fees Must Fall March to the union buildings today. And security is tight at Eskom Madubi power station in Limpopo, where the Mozambican president, Philippe Nusi, is to visit this morning. For a full update on your latest stories, tune in at 9 o'clock. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Yeah, just a look at that uh, Fees Must Fall March in Pretoria today. It'll move away from Burgers Park. That's the assembly area. Go up Lily and the Goy and then down Madiba in towards the uh, Union Building. That'll all happen from uh, 10 o'clock, not before 10 o'clock, and uh, probably it'll get away close to the half past 10, 11. But there will be some uh, late morning, early afternoon lunchtime disruption uh, between the Pretoria CBD and the Union Building. So just uh, keep that in mind if you are going that way. Uh, the end, oh, Just staying in Pretoria, Paul Kruger is still very heavy. Looks like the pointsmen haven't turned up again this morning. So Capital Park into the CBD is really slow. Uh, Joburg, the big story was the N12 crash at Edenvale. It's long cleared. Uh, there is just a bit of pressure coming through sort of the Edenvale interchange into Galilis on the N12 and the R24 backing up through Edenvale towards that as well. Uh, terrific pressure uh, just off the highway um, uh, west of Boxburg. Routes like Ritfontaine Road, uh, Jet Park Road, Pretoria, Main Reef Road. A lot of traffic in that area uh, sort of uh, during that N12 uh, heaviness. So a lot of motorists just out of place this morning. Modelfontaine Road, a crash near Greenstone. So still very slow in from the Campton Park side towards the uh, N3 highway. Uh, Durban queuing traffic at Gateway now. M41 out of Mount Edge. Come N2 going north very slow. And Cape Town, a lot of pressure on the N1 this morning. Still heavily backed up uh, from Plattercliff Road right the way through to the elevated freeway and the waterfront. There's also a crash going in on the N2 before Lisbeck Parkway. So uh, traffic backing up from Boonga and that's going to cause delays on the M5. Back towards Kenilworth. Comicky Main Road remains closed to traffic. Or Comicky Road at least between Comicky and Ocarpsevec due to some more protesting. And just a note on Port Elizabeth, the roadworks at the Cotswolds area, both sides, and interestingly, it's the westbound side this morning, coming from the Utenag exit uh, down through Stamford towards Cape Road that is the heaviest, and it's quite heavy. You could do Kempston Road uh, onto Cape Road and go out that way to avoid it. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. And coming up next is Morning Talk with Rowena. What can we look forward to?
The Industrial Development Corporation continues to facilitate job creation through funding medium to large businesses in key sectors. In 2014, we approved over 11 billion rand worth of funding, facilitating the creation and saving of over 20,000 jobs. This year, we want to do more to advance industrial development. If you have a business idea or are looking to grow your existing business, contact the IDC on idc.co.za. The Industrial Development Corporation, your partner in development finance. To the employee who works around the clock, even when it's beer o'clock. That guy that keeps on working, even when the whole office has been quarantined. The one that's never late, even when it's pouring with rain. You know, that guy that never takes a day off, not even to enjoy Christmas lunch. To your most dedicated employee who would never ever do a sexy table dance at the end of your party. To your hardest working employee, your TV. Treat him right by paying your business TV license before the end of the month. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. And it's an open line this morning, taking your views on 891 Let me run through a few SMSs. Never a mention of the horrific xenophobia attacks and unrest in Grahamstown yesterday. Is that not national news? Perhaps you missed it. We actually did run that story yesterday. Uh, so if it's something, if you want to give us an update, if there's something you would like to say about it, by all means, let us know. Zach in Durban says, this week proved what I've always suspected. The ANC wants people uh, to not be educated so that they can continue voting for them. Hashtag ANC must fall. Uh, ben Gwala Advit says, Hi Sakina, I think besides protests for university fees hikes, some students are beginning to hide behind the protests because they are fearing to write their exams. And uh, this one from Kathy. Kathy says, Sakina, uh, the how I use must fall. So hashtag how I use must fall. Um, I know that greeting is very important, especially in traditional culture, but not at the start of each call. It's very irritating, says Kathy. Sakina, Chief Director at National Treasury, uh, Soli uh, Chingano, ordered that corruption at Harry Gwala Municipality be reported to SAPS. We are still waiting. And then um, uh, this one says government must prioritize free education over over free RDP houses, better returns there. That's uh, kiddos in McClare. Dr. Twale in Twane says, Sakina, this demand is historical and the ANC has postponed it for long. Past generations of students, in particular 94-95 group led by Premier Makura, were vilified by some in the organization to be irresponsible to make this demand. The 2004-2008 Youth League Leadership campaigned for this resolution in Polokwane Conference, but some in leadership have continued to frustrate its implementation. A process must be set to implement free education in this country. Uh, This is at the center of the whole agenda of transformation, not only for higher education, but society in general. No ultimate freedom would be realized unless Africans are allowed to acquire knowledge to determine their own destiny and patterns of development. The ANC, um, as its first task, is to facilitate and ensure that this happens and that 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 would lead to the building of a new society. That's from Dr. Twale and Swane. And Bob in Goog says, working class interests are no priority for the ANC. Arms, nuclear, embezzlement, those are the priorities. The doors of learning are shut. What a shame. What are your views? 891 Mareka in Port Elizabeth, good morning. 
Yes, hi, Sakina. Good morning. I won't ask you how you are. I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm an Afrikaans, South African, proud of it. I was part of the process in the Yes referendum that wanted things to change in this country. I am for these students. I think what is happening is absolutely brilliant. I am shocked to hear that the ANC is now calling for their members to join the March on Parliament. I think that is unacceptable. This is not about the ANC. This is about the future of our nation as a united South Africa. For everybody, education should be free in South Africa. It should be an absolute priority. And it's about time that the ANC sit back, or the rather the ruling party, whoever that might be, need to sit back and actually listen to the voices of the people in South Africa. Thank you so much, Mareka in Port Elizabeth, uh, sharing her view there. And perhaps you have some suggestions of solutions, of a way forward, of how we can actually, um, you know, do this. And I know there are those who would say, not our responsibility. Government must make it happen. But at the end of the day, we are all affected by it. So uh, the more heads we put together in order to find a solution, the better. Uh, Stembiso Chwene says, uh, why can't we say in each and every tax-paying uh, South African should pay 50 rand that goes directly to an educational scheme? But of course, it won't happen because corruption will fiddle with it. Well, will it? Maybe we should look at that as well. Uh, Have we lost faith in our own ability to effect change um, and to hold government accountable? Perhaps we have. Anonymous in Cape Town, good morning. Welcome. I believe you're a student at UCT. Hello. Good morning, Anonymous. Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you clearly. Okay, um, I'm a UCT student, um, currently in fifth year, and I think one of the things about this movement that I'm glad about is that there are no adults in it, because I've been hearing a consistent view um, on public radio from adults, um, for example, suggesting that we settle for um, any increase. But you see, the problem is, for example, at UCT, the fees are at least 100000 Now, you understand that for a, parent, for a child who is both parents or teachers, any increase is simply unaffordable. So I think students are not going to settle for any increase um, or pushing for a 0% increase. And I think the second point is, um, you know, when I'm listening to the vice chancellors, um, they say something else to students, and on the public radio, they say something else. And um, we've been dealing with Max Price, for example, for many years, um, and there's a lot of distrust between students and the university. And my last point is, if students allow this movement to be hijacked by any political party in that's the death of the movement. Um, for example, I'm on the ground here at UCT, and most of the students are part of the movement because it's about social justice. So I would urge all those in the movement to not allow any political party to attack the movement. Thank you very much, Katina. Uh, Thank you so much, Anonymous, who is, of course, a student, third-year student at the University of Cape Town. Let's go to uh, Advocate Mantula here in Johannesburg. Good morning. 
Good, good morning, Sakina. Sakina, I think this is a month or this is one of the challenges when we deal with the national question of education. But I think at the core, Sakina, is to look with this colonial impact of universities. We have not, never touched the issue of decolonizing African universities. How do we deal with it when the issues of operational cost are at the top? Which I think that is why you have this uh, protests that have been happening nation, nationwide. But I think, as you were saying, one of the solutions, Sakina, should be in terms of this national dialogue. When they enter into the dialogue, they should look at the long long term and not only look at what happened early this year in terms of the 2016 academic increase, but they should project all those challenges of undergraduate, the postgraduate, and at the same time look at the Staff intake because even the issue of uh, of saying outsourcing of uh, academics, I think we should be saying how do we promote even inter-research collaboration among African universities? Because once we have this issue of being critical on academics from uh, Africa, then it becomes problem because knowledge cannot be boxed and knowledge cannot be changed. And I think the last part again is the basic human rights of learners that they are right to protest their right to association is very critical that it should be looked into. And even the response from the security clusters in China, I have just picked up on the news that the issue of national elections, I mean the local government elections, they are looking at this protest as it might be the threat to the uh, local government elections. But I think we should be looking at how do we engage the young intellectuals, rather than uh, uh, labeling them as thugs, as young people who are not clear, because this notion of saying these are thugs, these are young people who don't understand, I think we should be saying these are intellectuals who are trying to redefine the university uh, environment in terms of curriculum, transformation, living conditions, because I think the issue of peace it deals even with the living conditions. Mm, got you there, Advocate Mantula. And um, we did say earlier we were trying to get hold of Minister Matlobo because it would be interesting to know what informed that assessment, um, uh, the, the, that story about uh, the protests posing a threat to next year's local government election polls. And uh, just looking at what uh, the papers are reporting this morning here from the Times, um, uh, Matlobo is said to have said that it was up to universities to deal with students Students, and if they did, uh, if they did not, uh, the protests would become a security issue. It can also give us problems for next year's local government elections. His spokesman Brian Dubé later said that Matlobo had suggested that the local government elections would be threatened by, and I quote, general instability unquote in the country if the protests were to continue. So again, I'm I'm, I'm loath to run with this because um, I'm not clear at this point from my side at least, as to what exactly it is um, that David Maslobo is driving at here and what informed that assessment. So we'll definitely try and get him. Maybe Midday or PM Live would be able to do so and we'll hear what the minister's assessment is of this situation. But thank you, Advocate Mantula. Trevor and Santon, good morning. Morning, Sakina. Uh, I'd like to just pose perhaps a question as well. I think it's really important that while it is a basic right for every student and every person to be able to access education, I think it's equally responsible or their responsibility to, once given access and once given the opportunity to that education, that their responsibility be 
to complete it and to graduate it within the stipulated time as well. I think it's it's sometimes forgotten, and I was listening to a very interesting interview that they had with, I think it's with the, uh, I think he's retired now, but he was the head of GIZ, where he was saying that only 20% of students finish their course within in the stipulated time if they take it as a, as a four-year course, basically. So the strain on the university uh, financially to carry those students for sometimes seven years, let's say, for example, can be quite, quite onerous, and it stops other students from getting in and accessing that education as well. So while I believe and strongly support everything that the students are for, I really do. And I think that it's fantastic that they're standing up the way that they are because I think that they're proving to be a voice that a lot of other South Africans who aren't students at this point in time are feeling. And I think I really commend them for them and their discipline. I think that they shouldn't forget that they have a certain responsibility to society as well from their own independent actions afterwards. Trevor, got you. I I agree and I disagree with you. I think um, it it would be dangerous if we just isolated the fact that sometimes a student would take maybe four years to complete a three-year course because we we would have to actually look into some of the factors that contribute to why that is happening. And we know that we have a problem in our education system overall from um, early learning right through um, higher education. Yeah. So we are aware of that. So some of those we would need to yeah. factor in as well. But I do agree with you. It can't simply be um, this free ride. So there will yeah. be measures in place. You'll have to put measures yeah. in place. It will have to be done on merit because that yeah. also will then, will then make sure that there's healthy competition among students and only the I best would then be able to access it. I couldn't agree with you more, and I think that that potentially is sometimes what is forgotten. That you know, I think one of your callers earlier was saying, you know, that tertiary education should be a privilege, and I disagree with him. But I think I understand where he may have been going in that it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be seen as as for example that you, as long as you went to school, you can get into university. For example, I I wasn't able to get into medicine because I didn't have the mark. Mm. Um, you know, I wanted to play rugby for the Springboks, but unfortunately, there's just no ways that I could ever do that. At some point, my limit is is, is reached. You know, the sky isn't always the limit. And we, I think people have also got to accept that, that fact, too, in life. Uh, and also, you know, as a responsibility to others, know that that, that that is their limit and they should therefore step aside and allow others to take those opportunities where they themselves can't. Yeah. Um, but okay. once again, thanks for everything, and I, and I really, really wish the students the best of luck. Thank you so much for the call, Trevor and Santon. Going down to Port Elizabeth, Anton, good morning. Morning, Sakina. You know, uh, I mean, it's just been highlighted that there's a, a real need for funding of things like education, healthcare, etc. And the government's wastage of taxpayers' money. They've just launched a station on DSTV for health. Okay, the thought is good, but who's got access to DSTV? The people that would really need that, wouldn't it have benefited them more if that money was put directly into healthcare or education? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd like to ask you to get the Minister of Health on air sometime and explain how much it's costing to run a station on DSTV. How many people have got access to DSTV? 
Anton, good question. And, and, and um, you know, the Minister of Health is one of those ministers always available. I'm sure he's listening. And if he can, he'll probably even call in to respond to you right now. But definitely noted. If nothing else comes out of this current protest, if the only thing we take away from this is the fact that we look differently at how money is spent in this country and we are less uh, supportive, more less supporting of wasteful expenditure and we call government out and hold them to account. If that's the only thing that comes out of this protest, I would say it's a job well done. Let's go to John in Durban. Hi, Sikina. I just want to say a few things. I think the entire uh, education system must change. Uh, there are too many BA degrees in social sciences, etc. I've noticed this trend in the UK as well, where they major in art and history or history and English. Uh, our country needs skills. Uh, we need BSc skills in engineering and IT. My son is now last year, is next year. Uh, but his first year was totally wasted because I begged them. I said to them, I'll pay their first year fees up front. Uh, uh, his math marks were just a little bit under, but there were other students that got in with lower math marks. Uh, and in fact, there were foreign students uh, allowed in before a South African when we need the schools. Uh, he hasn't failed a single year, uh, um, but we need to stream. We need to uh, uh, let people know that welding and electricians and things like that are also needed, and there's good salaries to be made there as mm. well. Uh, not everyone needs a degree to be successful. I, I was offered a B-Euros full at Summerstrand, which is now a university of PE, I believe, many years ago, to become a magistrate. I couldn't take it up. I had to go and work. I started my own business in 1980, uh, and I've retired at the age of 55. Um, students, I know one girl, uh, she's uh, now a lawyer. Uh, she went through her entire school, and her father had died. She worked jobs on the weekend. She actually lectured uh, other students uh, when she was in her third year, I think. Uh, she was assisting and got sort of a, a payment for that. Uh, towards her fees. So I think particularly uh, uh, amongst uh, my own son does that as well. He, he works holidays, etc., for, for uh, uh, you know, to assist with the income because I've now had to retire and I'm battling now terribly, uh, um, uh, you know, with the extra expenditures and everything. Ah. We missed, uh, we, we lost John there, but John, uh, we got it. Um, and um, yeah, good call there. Because uh, we, we, we have to disabuse ourselves of this notion that everything that is worthwhile in this world needs a degree. And the more we say this, you know, it, it's very difficult to get it through to students because we've actually sang the song for the longest time. And it's now a refrain in everybody's minds. But you're absolutely right. We need to look at scare skills. And I wish students would actually take more care in choosing their career paths because this is, I believe, in part why we sit with so many unemployed graduates because most of them, as John was saying, you go and you study a career path where there's already a problem accessing opportunities and employment for people who have degrees already who can't get into employment and you go and you study the same thing. Maybe you'll be lucky. You walk out of there and you do get a job. But 
maybe you won't. Maybe you'll go and join that very long queue. So we need to be more circumspect and, and, and try to get through to young people that they should think a little more and a little harder about their career choices. Let's read some of your Facebook comments. Mondly Giggs Mabaso says, but it seems we've managed to confuse uh, to whom the message should be directed Parliament, Lutuli House, Union Buildings. How about the Vice-Chancellors? Um, Davins Pele says, I'm behind the hashtag Fees Must Fall campaign. Leslie Shabalala, Sakina, where's ANC Youth League in this revolution? Kolani Trevan Lovu says, I like the combination. We are all behind the hashtag Fees Must Fall campaign. And then uh, this one from Tom's uh, Tominator Makubela, backlog of unemployed graduates who are previous beneficiaries of NAFSA's funding is one of the major propellants of today's students' turmoil and NAFSAS's unsustainable levels. The government should ensure that all NAFSAS's beneficiaries who graduated and are employed immediately um, start paying back in order to recoup the money loaned to them. And then Hasela Max uh, Chuke says, ANC government uh, government must implement uh, what is being outlined in the Freedom Charter education must be free for all. Derek Malipe, Zuma and his ANC must fall. And uh, Khaloshi Mabusela says, today the ANC will be joining students to march against itself. Um, I just want to look at um, uh, uh, an email that came through uh, that I wanted to share from uh, Bass. Uh, Bass was talking about um, the, uh, his or her experience. I am not sure whether you're male or female, Bass, but this is how it reads. Um, it says, today's subject, uh, the student protest, really got me thinking about my upbringing in the Netherlands. I've lived here for over 17 years now. I was privileged that the Dutch government supplied um, my study loan. Now, according uh, to this, your parents' income would then determine the amount or the subsidy that you would receive. The other portion would be a loan. Paying back the loan would be based on your income because not everybody lands um, a well-paying job straight away. If your salary was too low to be able to pay back your payment, um, they would put it on hold until you could afford it again. I only managed to pay my loan off a year ago at the age of 46 because of the RAND versus Euro. And this took a bit longer uh, than most, uh, I would suppose. But basically, Bass giving us, you know, their experience of how we should, perhaps there are lessons in there that we could learn about NASFAS or whatever um, other system we do decide to employ in terms of what can be done. Because uh, Martin Kremer was also saying earlier, it cannot just be a free-for-all. Those who can afford to pay should pay. That's what some people are saying. I don't know. You tell us what your views are. Andile in Virginia, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? I'm all right, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, I just want to, I mean, uh, to say I support them in the hashtag Fears Must Fall. And I think our government has money, but the problem, the problem is corruption. I mean, if they can put uh, serious measures in fighting corruption... I think there will be money for the students. I mean, and also, for example, there are also like students who are falsifying or lie uh, on their application forms when they are applying for NFSAs. There's also corruption there. If they can also put measures to make sure that the students who, who, who are deserving, the poor students, are the beneficiaries of uh, NFSAs. I mean. Thanks, uh, Rowan. Uh, sorry, thanks again. <laughs> You're welcome, Andile in Virginia. Shenge in Cape Town. Good morning. 
Yes, good morning. I think the topic is very, very important because students are embarking on a very, very legitimate struggle, struggle for knowledge, struggle to access to education. However, we also need to address what I will term leadership pathology in some of these universities. For example, why the University of Cape Town will spend millions I and mean, thousands of rands fighting a penniless student, a student who's poor, who's making a point and says, give me an opportunity to study. In this sense, I'm talking about Tumani Makwele. The University of Cape Town is hiring very expensive advocate to fight a student instead of using that money and funding to other students so they can have equal education. My point is, as much as we talk about access to education, but we also need to find inefficiencies which are characterized by this leadership pathology that we are seeing in our institution so that education becomes a right for every child in our country. Thanks, Schengen. Adrian Durban, you're going to have the last word very briefly. Uh, I think South Africa should start lo- looking out of the box into the 21st century. Um, there are other ways of doing things. Um, uh, internet could be used. Schools could be used. Um, not all students should be at university. They should be in technicons or other forms of education. Um, uh, depending on their abilities, nurses should be back in hospitals learning. Um, I'd like to get on again. Um, I would like to know what your uh, your email is, and I'd like to send you an email. Thanks so much. Thank you, Audrey. You can send it to sakina at safm.co.za. Ambrogino says, um, I gave you my view, but you lack the political world to read it. Uh, 2% will solve the problem, is what Ambrogino is saying. We should add 2%. Uh, I, I'm not sure to what, Ambrogino. I've received so many SMSs here this morning. But uh, the last word here, um, uh, uh, I wanted to give to uh, someone who sent in a tweet. And uh, just as I wanted to read it, damn... I can't find it. And it was, ah, anyway, I'm going to leave it there. It's nine o'clock. It's the weekend. You have a good one. And of course, hope to see you back on Monday between six and nine a.m. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Students make their way to Pretoria for the FISMAS fall march and latest on Tanzania elections. Good morning, I am Zikona Miso. Hundreds of students from Wits University are on their way to the union buildings in Pretoria in packed buses for the FISMAS fall march. Students plan to protest there ahead of President Jacob Zuma's meeting with management and students with regards to university fee increases. We're now crossing live to Sashin Naidu, who's on a bus with students. Sashin, what's the latest there? Hi, Zikona. Thousands of students are all in a jovial mood and have filled several buses with capacity as they make their way between buildings. They are all dancing on the buses as they sing struggle songs and chant, Please must fall and our demand.